Welcome everyone to the last and final podcast of the Out of Context Podcast. The reason why I say that is because I'm going on a flight tomorrow and uh, it's on 9-11. Save your jokes here, folks. And if the plane goes down in a fiery wreck, um, I think it's going to be the last for me, but the show will continue on in my heart or whatever's left of it in the fiery wreckage of the plane. So I guess I'm going to turn over the, uh, the episode of the podcast itself, all those proceeds and everything over to Ashley Majestic, or Ash Majestics, because, you know, once I die, the podcast will definitely go downhill, so hopefully she can recover it for me. I have faith in her and her co-host Bex, of course, so I guess during this podcast, I guess I'll stand back and uh, fall on the ground and cry like a little girl with a scant knee as I pack my luggage to leave. So if you don't hear from me by next week, then you know I've died in a fiery car wreck, or a plane wreck on 9-11. So... Introducing my uh, co-host, she's my friend, she will always be my friend, my one and only, the woman who eye rolls at everything I goddamn say, Ash Majestics. Hi Ashley, how are you? Can I just say, I thoroughly enjoy the scared shitless Adrian because you're not very zen right now and I think this is the most like shake, shaken up I've seen you and I, I'm enjoying this and people, uh, Adrian says that, you know, like, this is the last episode. This is probably the last episode because if he does die, um, neither myself or anyone else that likes to host on this show are capable of continuing it between the will to figuring out how the hell to do it. We really just show up and talk. Like we literally right before we like Adrian started recording, he's like, are we, do we have a subject today? Are we talking out of our asses? Nine times out of 10 talking out of our asses. Well, but to be fair, I've already left you and Becky in my last will and testament giving you instructions on how to keep this show going. I mean, I've done it for four years, so I have to keep on going. The spirit of Walker AC has to live on in all of you. That sounds pretty gross and nasty. So let me introduce to you my co-host, my other co-host, the one who uh, wants me to be okay. She wants me to survive because, you know, she knows. No, mind you, I'm not scared. Not nervous. I may be in a little snit as far as flying, you know, in a tube for five hours. And she let me know that she wants me to be safe and healthy because when I come back, she's going to attack me and murder me. Please welcome uh, Big Time Bex. Hi, Becky. How are you? I am doing great. <laughs> I was going to say, um, where, where's the violence? <laughs> like, I want some violence in this. So thank you for including that. But when you were like, oh, yeah, my heart, I thought you didn't have a heart. Well, I mean, I label it as maybe my patella around the, around the knee area. I mean, that's where my heart could be. Um, but no, this time around, I have to make sure my heart is where it needs to be. Because the moment that plane takes off, I think uh, my heart will be, will be replaced by my testicles. Because they will go up past and lodge into my throat uh, as I'm flying. So hopefully... Um, no one will be singing kumbaya on the plane or having any small prayers or people carrying any suitcases. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. See, see, Ashley, I'm not. You're gonna love. You're gonna. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Um, it's just. It's funny because the long flight that you're gonna have versus the very short flight I get to have on Friday. Well, I said on the previous podcast, uh, I'm flying for five hours. Stopping in LA over in Utah for whatever reason, and then and heading over to California itself. 
<laughs> basically. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'll be gone on a business trip for a while. So uh, Lord willing, I come back at all. Because if you see anything, you know, playing crash wise, you know, see some strange black guy, you know, wedged into the seat there, you know, that will be me. But uh, hopefully I'll come back by Thursday. And uh, yeah, folks, if I don't come back, um, it, will, it will be now be changed to the Casting Couch Potatoes featuring Ash Majestics and Big Time Bex. And the Out of Context podcast will be retired. So, Becky, so when we start recording, like, Casting Couch Potatoes next week, it's because we're burying and, you know, we're chopping up the pieces of this podcast, putting in acid, and then turn the acid into powder, and then we're going to snort it and have a good time party. Um, I think our first episode should be, like, Thank God it's just us now. Yeah. Instead of having Dad or in Adrian's special case, Grandpa, Grandpa. Um, interrupting us all the time. And that podcast could be anywhere from an hour to five hours long, depending on what our ADHD ramples are. You know what? The first episode should be five hours long as a dedication to Adrian's downfall. Yes. This is why... I love you guys so much. You guys care about my well-being. You know, I mean, I know I'm going to be okay because you guys tell me I'm going to be okay. Other than snorting my ashes. I appreciate that. Hey, hey. We figured we'd take the entire Jesus analogy and do one better. Instead of eat the flesh and drink the blood, we just snort it all. Well, I mean, truth be told, Jesus was black, but but, but I digress. So, other than that, um, where are you flying to, Ashley? I am going to Ohio. Uh, my brother that lives up there, he's expecting his first kid. It's going to be a girl. Don't know the name yet. Um, so I'm flying up there for the baby shower. I'm going to come working Friday. As soon as I'm going to get off early to go, come straight home to grab my stuff, change, hightail it over to the airport. Uh, I'm flying into Detroit, and I'll basically be there Friday evening, all day Saturday, and then I'll be leaving my flight flies back down Sunday afternoon about 12, 12.30. So it's going to be a very short trip, but it's so I didn't have to take any time because I have enough time already taken off. And yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Ohio since I was a teenager. I lived there for like eight months. There's nothing really to do there, but. It's going to lead me to my own devices on Saturday. Yeah, This this is going to be fun. And we won't be doing our gaming Friday night like we usually do. Oh, so. <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. Hey, Adrian. Oh. You'll be back. Hopefully, I, I will be back in one piece. On the, phone. <laughs> on the drive, it's going to be a two-hour drive from the airport to where my brother lives. So I'll be like, I don't know what I'm doing. When's your flight land? Uh, I think like 8.30. Oh, I'll be getting out of work, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Adrian, Saturday, <laughs> you're gonna be a me buddy. <laughs> okay, bring it on. Now, once again, if I come back at all, then then yes, I will be available on uh, Saturday. Actually, what I was going to do, and I talked about in the previous show, uh, if I make it there in one piece, uh, I'm gonna do an episode, just any podcast of me landing safely in one piece. And me kissing the ground. So, you guys are more than welcome to join, you know, the Walker AC Made It There Safely to California podcast. 
maybe five minutes, maybe ten minutes. Just me. If... I want a video recording of this. So, hold on a second. You're so nervous about the trip there, but you're going to be flying back as well. I want to see a video of him kissing the ground, though. I want to see that video. And why you go, thank you, Master. Thank you, Master, for letting me get out safe. Becky, remember how we talked about jokes that you make? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is what I get for hanging out with some certain people at my job. Please forgive me. It's funny how those racist jokes just slip out, <laughs> and Ashley has to check her and go, that was, that was something racist, Becky. And she's like, oh, really? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm missing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, What's... no, this is why we're going to get canceled. Out of all the pornographic conversations we have, the fucked up shit we have, it's going to be right with the racist shit Becky says. It's going to get us canceled. Once again, my dear, my, my dear audience, my dear audience, thank heavens we haven't started streaming this yet because I wish you guys could the look on our faces the moment she said that. It was just shock and awe in myself and Ash Majestic's face. Like, I cannot believe she's saying this right about now. Yep. Yep. Basically. Yep. I'll see myself out. I'm <laughs> And she's our friend. Go figure. She is our friend. All right. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'll just hand over the floor to you for a second. Now, you talked about um, silly injuries that, that, that people can get on last show we did. You brought it to our attention that you've kind of jumped a shark and did it again. So <laughs> please enlighten us on the uh, latest Becky adventure and how are you feeling uh, right about now? Number one, embarrassed. <laughs> Number two, I am sorry for that joke. It was inappropriate of me. I should not have made it. <laughs> You'll make apologies on this podcast. And... Number three, the injury happened because a lanyard decided I want to go fishing and it caught my heel while I was squatting. I went to stand up and I twisted my back. This happened on Friday. I'm on pretty decent painkillers right now. And it's not my most idiotic injury either. Most idiotic one was I just stepped wrong. I twisted my ankle so bad that they thought it was broken. And I was on painkillers. My girlfriend at the time was being a bitch and I swear to god if it turns out that you are Alexis Williams and you dated somebody named Becky and you're hearing this I'm sorry for how I was as a teenager however you were not easy to deal with either and I was in a lot of pain when I had to twist my ankle I was on crutches and stuff and I actually had to hear all of my ranting and raving about my ex so she was like let me break up with her for you. I don't like her. You've been with her on and off since you, you were 13 years old. Let me do it. It's like, fine. I'm done. I don't want to do it, but I don't have the heart in me to break up with her. <sighs> the biggest key giveaway was the fact that Ashley knew how to spell and use grammar. So she was like, I don't believe that this is you right now. I think this is somebody else. And it had to be, like, reiterated several times, like, no, we are over. It's done. Bye-bye. And, yeah, um, that was fun dealing with um, shit that happens when I'm injured. 
and I'm like an idiotic teenager. I was a toxic lesbian. Let's just be honest here. That sounds like a bad. T- I mean, it sounds like a really bad TV show. To toxic lesbian, 9 p.m. on Wee TV. Yes. Just What's say. funny? What's funny is that initially Becky was going to start having this conversation before we recorded. I stopped it to to save it for the podcast. But when Becky first mentioned, like, "Oh, I had actually a uh, breakup with someone for me," and my I was just like, "Did, did I?" Now the whole the whole thing that makes it funny is the fact that I'm not surprised because I have like a like a whole encyclopedia volume set of the shit I have done. Not just for myself, but for my friends, because of how far I'm willing to go, and I can't keep track of everything. So I had no recollection of ever doing this, but I'm not surprised because still to this day, I'm like, give me your phone, I will message them for you. Uh, what was it? There's this girl. Like I used to be friends with her. Uh, she's she's kind of like one of those sweet, innocent type of girls for the most part and she was talking to a guy we were at the bar and we were there with a couple of our other girlfriends and she is not she's never really done sexting before and she really likes the guy and that's what he was doing it's like she didn't want to do that she's just like I don't know what to say and I'm just like girl give that over here I need to know your context of what you're into and what you're not into like first let's talk about what you're not into that that opens the floor for me She's like, what do you, what do you mean? I was like, cause girl, I'm gonna get you laid soon. We're gonna get you laid. If we can do it tonight, we're gonna do it tonight. So of course I talked to her, but yeah, she basically gave me her phone and I was sexting the guy on her path. Mm. Uh, I did that like two more times for her until she finally let him. I was like, yeah, that wasn't me. That was a, her, like she basically told her things I would like to do. I just don't know how to make that sound good in text message. So she just said it for me. And he's just like, cool. You should. Yeah. You so, should yeah, really. Somebody sexed for me. So. <laughs> That's a best friend. That's a true definition of a best friend. And you know, come to think about it, Ashley really should open up a service. She really should. You know, you hate your girlfriend or boyfriend. Call Ashley, and she'll make things happen. She will either make it the boyfriend. It doesn't have to be a partner. It doesn't have to be boyfriend girlfriend. It can be anyone. Like is it your grandma? I'll call her. Um, I, that's just how I am, I guess. It's like, as long as it's within my power of, and it's within reason, I will do just about anything for friends. Especially if it comes to, like, they're not, it's not, like, they're not confrontational enough or have the confidence, or they're afraid of, you know, just, because it's like the people-pleasing side of them. And I've gone beyond that point, and especially when it's someone I don't even know, it makes it even better for me. And this is, like, for... Veronica, uh, she has someone, just in case people listen to this, because we have circles that run together, there's somebody within her life that has owed her a good amount of money for quite some time. We, um, there's four of us, we were at Universal, and apparently that person was also at Universal. You're at Universal, you owe this, you owe my friend money. So the friend's messaging Veronica saying, oh yeah, let's meet up. And she's saying that. I look at her. I was like, do you want to, do you really want to, do you want that to happen? And translates it because you know, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. I will say, oh yeah. So you're the part, you're so, so that owes, you know, her this much money. I would flat out, flat, like, I don't give her rat's ass. I, I will start shit. 
and I don't like you to know that I don't like you because you've been playing this bullshit. Like, at least do it in payments. It's like, hey, I can't just pay this all back to you, but whatever I can, can I just give you, like, $50 at a time or 25 Fine, make the effort, whatever. So, clearly avoided that. And then as we're leaving in our souls, the person's like, oh, we, can, we should all meet up for dinner somewhere. And I look at her, Veronica again, I said, you really want to do this? I, people make jokes that we all have that friend that you have to warn that they're on speakerphone. We all have that friend that you have to tell people, warn people ahead of time about them. I literally am that person. It is not exaggeration. It's not like ego talking. I am literally that person that you have to say, Ashley, be nice. Um, that Ashley, you're on speaker and I have people around me. And even though we're like, who are the people? So I know. And, and then warning people. And this is something the two of you have done on multiple occasions. Yes, very much so. Um, I have been warned. Uh, when I first met you, I was warned. When I introduce you to people, I have to look at you and give you the face, the father face, to say, this is a new person. Please behave. Yeah, that didn't go over very well, especially when we work together. So now behind a podcast, I just let you loose and we just see what happens. I mean, I, I can handle it myself pretty well. No, it's me who has to have the warning label. <laughs> See, this is why we created out of context, because we can not, not, no, not even we. She can say anything she wants to, and no harm will come to her. She won't get canceled or anything. I might get canceled, but she won't. So, I mean, she'll continue her, her ways, and we shall all be. Why won't I get canceled? Why can't I get canceled? Do I not do I not say anything horrible enough to get to not get canceled? Because I can step up my game. Considering we've been doing this for a couple of years now, and we've went from anywhere I'm not even gonna bother mentioning where, you know, what we started from to what we're at right now, and we're still on air, you know, that definitely says something about our show. Hey, to be fair though, like we're growing in numbers, but we're not there yet where it's some so I guarantee you uh, we're going to get there. We're going to get even more people listening. And eventually things are going to start going. People are going to listen to previous episodes. They're like, what the fuck is this? And I would like it. If they cancel you and they cancel Becky, but I don't get canceled, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna do something drastic, man. Um, it's going to be newsworthy. I'm not going to say it on the podcast for legal reasons, but I'm going to do something. Well I, mean, yeah. well, I mean, considering so far, beginning of the month, um, oh, good Lord. We have, um, we have over 135 downloads for this month alone right now. And of course, most of them come from the U.S. And actually, check this out. This is interesting. I didn't believe until I read the stats. Um, we still have our listeners in Vietnam. And we picked up some new people. Uh, we picked up Russia. We have some listeners in Russia that are listening to us. Nice. Never thought that people want to hear my voice in America, more or less in other countries. So definitely kudos to you ladies for that. With our awkward, bizarre stories, accidents, um, dildo dropping, stuff like that. So that definitely keeps us afloat. Shark biting. Oh yeah, and shark biting too. But uh, Tyrone. Oh yeah, I, I forgot about Tyrone. Thank you for bringing him up. Uh, wow, I can't believe you forgot about Tyrone. Well, I mean, he's my special boo, so I try not to really uh, display him on the show anymore. I don't want really to exploit him that much. 
But uh, anyhow, what, what, what is on our minds for this evening as we you know, slowly chug along here on this episode? Uh, well, nothing. Well, I don't know. Nothing's going on for me. I know that you've been seeing that. Like, I've been looking at my phone. It's really me just cleaning up my Instagram. I'm just tired <laughs> of a lot of it. Uh, so I'm just kind of organizing through that and deleting a lot of old photos, things I don't really care about, things that's like, oh, God, why did I even post that in the first place type of thing. Uh, and just have the fence to prepare myself for a work day tomorrow. And I think I better, I, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Are, are, are you sure you're okay? It's been a few months. Um, there's, I just, I can't, there's too many people that follow me and then we, of course you post this and I get tagged in the, Tags on Facebook where a lot of people I work with are on my Facebook. Basically, you know, the social media rule like, oh, you shouldn't add your coworkers. People in my company can have my Facebook because my Facebook I'm hardly ever on. And that's kind of like my PG social, social media account because I just have it there to see the memory, really. And um, so I'm like, okay, yeah, have this. And I occasionally post like that I've been to like this restaurant, that location and Whatever, because again, it's more of the memory thing now for my sense of humor and all that other stuff. That's what Snapchat my Instagram's for. Uh, so they do not have access to that. But again, this show does get advertised on my Facebook page, uh, which is okay for the most part, because everyone that works with me knows my sense of humor. But yeah, and then going into detail about what exact problems are pissing me off and who it's related to, I'm like, I wish I could talk about it. I wish I could, but I can't. I mean, I could. Would it cause problems? It could. Would Most I give likely. a fuck? Not really. Do I want to just, do I want to deal with it? No. That's the real answer to this. And then, Becky, you were going to say something? No. No. Oh. Okay. I thought I heard a little you know, peep from, from over on your side. Uh, no, I have my Instagram, which I use for promotions of the shows and stuff like that. Or, you know, get horrible, horrible memes from you. Um, and of course, you know, the Facebook is for just advertising the show and whatnot. So, but interesting story, which I can't believe I'm going to tell this because I'll probably die tomorrow. So why not? I had, <laughs> I had somebody message me yesterday okay. asking me if I heard from a particular ex. My response is no, not exactly. So that person proceeded to tell me that, uh, my former is on a particular website. Only fans. No, 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 not even. Or not. No, 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 not that talented. Um, that would be entertaining, but no, 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 no. Um, they were, I can't say the site because once again, folks, I'm trying to be a little bit uh, diplomatic here with it. I know how it be petty. <laughs> you, can about, you can talk about the site. You're not naming the person's name or even hinting who they are. They're, they were on Reddit. And, yeah, I, I know. They were on Reddit. And the header of this, and for people who know me who are listening, deepest, deepest apologies, it was labeled under Granny Tits. So, hold on. <laughs> you... We're afraid to mention the website. I'm thinking it was horrible. It's some pornographic 
website, some like dark web, dark web type shit. I'm thinking it is the nastiest of the nastiest, and they're like, oh, it's on Reddit. And it's just crazy. There's shit. some like, nasty shit on Reddit. Yeah, but Reddit is kind of like the Reddit X version of Tumblr nowadays. People kind of know what to expect, but like Reddit's just kind of like a playground for adults, and you just kind of post whatever and what like whoever, but. I just, it just blows my mind. I'm thinking, oh man, it's not, the, it's going to be vile. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be horrendous. And you're like, oh, it's on Reddit. To, and subjects like creating tits. I'm like, that's, that's just like a Google search history for me, man. You see, this doesn't really affect her, Becky, because she's seen everything and Googled everything. So this is really no big deal to her. For me, I just found the whole, for me, I just found the whole thing I, funny. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Granted, I had a response to the message after that. I just deleted the whole thing and moved about my day. So that was just kind of entertaining to me to, 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 to bear witness to that. Screenshot. Why did they feel like they had to tell you that, though? Like, that's what I want to know. Wait, what's the subject about it? Like, I mean, obviously it's granny tits, but what was the, <laughs> like, what was, the, what was the conclusion of it? Like, what was it about? Oh, it was just a uh, top photo. That's, that's all it was. Nothing... Yeah, I mean, nothing too horrendous like like monkeys or anything of the sort. Uh, it was you know it was just a uh, an, an R-rated photo. So, and and I kind of found that kind of I'm like oh okay delete life goes on. So that just kind of stuck with me. So and of course they provide various kind of entertainment because of course you know we always mention it's always the key thing. Anything you post online is going to be out there forever. No matter what happens to you, it's going to be out there. So I've always wondered. Now, of course, forgive me for asking, now have you two ladies put anything out there in the ether of the internet that can be found? Oh, probably. But nothing that's like... What? Right at X. Actually, did you go read it? Once again, folks, once you get streaming services up and running, you will see the reaction to to to, you know, to Ashley's face, you know, facial features, so it's it's, it's wonderful all in itself here. What? What is this? <laughs> what? Yeah, what you no. looking up? You. I, I went. I went to. I went to Reddit and I typed in <laughs> She keeps forgetting this is a podcast, folks. So right now she's focusing on that particular thing. So it's tremendous all in itself, and so yes. Oh, yeah, so it's like, oh, my settings are not where I can, like, that, like so basically there's settings where it's like, oh, you can't view anything that's, you know, that's supposed to be rated for 18 and over, and I said, oh, well, let me update that setting, because why the fuck is that setting there in the first place? And then it hit refresh, and oh, man, this thing, this baby goes on for miles. <laughs> wait, what did that say? Uh, wait. Um, it's the, I mean, it's the proverbial rabbit, it's the proverbial rabbit hole, and. No, 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 okay, wait, 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 wait. Does it, it gets even better. Okay. Oh, good lord. So the there's community. Becky, help me. I'm, I'm Becky, seeing, help me. I'm seeing like you did this to yourself. three r slash granny tits r slash your porn sucks r slash hot gills oh. and they have so many members. <laughs> The Granny Tits has over 26,000, the Hot Gills has over 59,000, and your Porn Sucks has 431. I have this sinking okay. feeling that during the course of this show, she'll be scrolling past this with this shocked look on her face. So let me ask, so, oh. 
This is the rabbit hole now. Yep, there we go. So let me ask you, Becky, what's going on this Saturday? So, I mean, if, if I do survive the fiery tube of death, what is going on this Saturday? Oh, we'll probably play, like, Dead by Daylight, or if you wanted to, we could, like, record a podcast and talk about books, because I got nothing else going on in my life, because I live a very boring and uneventful life. Well, I mean, but you, but you do provide hours and hours of content with this with this show. I mean, people love listening to you, so it's a... I don't they're going to love listening to me after what I said earlier. I'm pretty sure half of them aren't even listening. If they're listening, bless you. <laughs> oh, but they still hang out with us. And, of course, they still survive. But uh, what, what, well, I mean, like, what book, are you, what book are you reading now? I am reading a book called Four Found Dead. It is about this movie theater that got shut down. Manager ends up going on a killing spree and it goes into details and it's like teenagers trying to survive a mall that's shut down and construction's bad and I read a lot of young adult books <laughs> but I'm reading it because the killing spree started because the manager this is not first chapter so it's not much of a spoiler manager's wife or girlfriend can't remember now end up showing up at the movie theater and it turns out that the manager is cheating on the wife with somebody who worked in the movie theater so it's pretty interesting about like what happens if you're put in life and death situations and like PTSD and people interact with this stuff for the first time how would you survive kind of thing because like there's no escape they don't have cell phones because they're all locked up in case and there's no exiting the building because it's all locked from the inside and it's no way of unlocking it without the key. So, so I mean, considering where you work, which we're not going to say, considering the fact where you work in that particular scenario, I mean, do you really think, do you really think you'll survive or well, actually, no, I take that back. You probably would. I used to work at a mall. I was a GameStop key holder. So, and then I worked security at a different mall. So, in that kind of situation, I would probably, if not first piss my pants because I'm terrified, um, I'd probably die, but I would die from attacking somebody because this manager also has a gun, so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that might provide a small problem. And see, I never knew you did GameStop. We can talk about it now because I don't care. Um, I was a manager for GameStop for a couple of years. I was in a GameStop mafia for a while. And, you know, uh, so until I walked out of GameStop and yeah, I was never invited back since then. So I've been to conferences with GameStop and I've met a whole lot of people and yeah, kind of GameStop sucks. So never again. Loved working for GameStop, honestly. Um, I started working for GameStop when I was 18 and I stayed until they shut down right before I turned 21, which I think was January 28th of 2000. 18? It was, no, I was, yeah, I was still with college. Or I was in college. No, I was still in college. It's my last year. Ashley, when did you get last come up here? Uh, when you graduated college? Yeah, what year was that? Was it 2016 or 18? Hold on, I can tell you right now. Give me one second, because I know exactly. <laughs> 
Now, see, you probably had a great time working at GameStop, you know, because you were a young lady and, and all the, you know, like, you know, like the gamer guys came in there and they saw girl, game, and they instantly tried to hit on you left and right. Oh, it was fantastic. I totally loved the attention. Totally loved when I looked at them and said, I am a lesbian. I am in a committed relationship. What can I help you find out is a video game that is not my phone number or anything else involving me personally. How lesbian are you? Guarantee it. That's what they were thinking. Oh, 2016 is the answer. You know how I always think about how long it's been? It's simply because I know that you and I watched Captain America Civil War in theaters when I was there. And that's how I can, I was like, when was that movie in theaters? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's the year I was up there. Yeah, because we shut down that year. Um, it was right before I turned 21. But, no, it was, it was great. I ended up with a boyfriend for like a hot minute there because I was also very insecure about myself. Had no way of saying, I'm not interested. Please leave me alone. It's like, okay, I'll try it because, you know what, maybe I'm bi, curious, who knows, I'm curious about men. I don't like men. I like them as friends. They can be a brother to me. I do not like them in a sexual sense. It's kind of like, oh, because there's been times, like, there's been thoughts about, his, like, especially one of the guys that was part of our group as teenagers, and... I, I was like, dude, he got hot. And he's like, like, holy shit, he did get hot. Like, you can acknowledge when a guy's like, oh, he's fucking hot. But the sexual, you're like, it's just not there for you. It's just, it's not there. The, the, I have a phobia of dicks. <laughs> if you can pee out of the same hole that you shoot come out of, it freaks me out. <laughs> just something about it, something, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want to look. I'm like, nope, keep that away from me. I'm cool. I like the fake ones. Fake ones can't get me pregnant. I have a phobia of pregnancy. Don't come near me. That took a weird right turn there. (laughs) We're from GameStop to that. All right. (laughs) Well, because that's what Out of Context does. We started talking. I can tell you how we got there. We talked about GameStop (laughs) to me having a boyfriend to me saying that guys are cute and I have this I had very hard time telling people I'm not interested. To actually saying that one of our guy friends got hot, and he did. Like, sort if you ever find this, I miss you, man. You're a great friend, and you definitely bloomed. Like, he he blew up. The glow ups happened with him. (laughs) And then it got to the point of what I fear about. Like, I can look at men. They're attractive. Especially if they got a nice butt. I'm going to be like, mm, bet you anything one wants to peg that. Interesting. But I, that's how we got there. Um, well, fair enough. You answered that question. Good job. Uh, <laughs> I may have ADHD, but I know how I get from point A to point <laughs> Z and back. <laughs> I see the, I think road stops. I see the reason why I, they're re- not all in order. The reason why I commented about guys hitting on you is because any, any woman that works for GameStop instantly gets hit on. And I saw it so many times since I worked there so many years, any young lady that applies for a job and that's a gamer that knows her stuff, all that fun stuff, we bring her on board and little gaming guys come in and they see her and they run towards her like lemmings asking about games. 
but God forbid she tells them something that's factual and true, they're going to go, nope, I'm going to go talk to the man, even if that woman has store lead on it. No, I mean, or a supervisor or key holder or whatever. Even working on electronics, I will have guys look at me and go, and give me the shittiest attitude. So I'm like, fine, whatever. They're like, I want to deal with the man. I'm like, I'm the supervisor. I know more than these guys know. And I'll pull my guys in. I'll be like, hey, can you deal with this customer? Because they don't want to listen to me. They want to talk to a man. And not a black man. Not a Hispanic man. They want to talk to my white men. (laughs) They don't want to talk to my associate who's black. They don't want to talk to my other associate who's a female. They don't want to talk to my, my Puerto Rican associate. No, no, no. They want to talk to my white men. And That's... they look at them and say, I don't know. She does. Well, but or it's in... exactly what I said. But it's entertaining at GameStop because no matter what, when you're a girl and the guys run up, and like I said, the, the guys are just shooting their shot left and right because there is an actual a girl gamer. And it's hilarious. No matter what age they are, they see a young lady behind the counter that knows her video games and that can recommend a game or a computer game or just anything, you know, they would just run up to her no matter what. And it's, it, it's a very interesting scientific experiment, just standing back and just watching, you know, just watching how this happens. And the best part is when they ask for the phone number, but they ask it in such a weird way that it takes the female social shit. I was that female social shit. I forgot my number because I was like, wait, why am I giving my number out to this person? Why are they asking me? I was talking about a video game. I was talking about <laughs> Call of Duty. I was talking about betas. I was talking about the alpha mo- You should do what I do when someone asks me for my number. I give them Adrian's number. That's why I keep getting these weird no. phone calls. I keep declining. Weird. Uh, but people <laughs> yeah. stop hitting on me after I turned... 25 because I guess I've got resting bitch face <laughs> and I'm not that attractive anymore so I'm like yay because men see gray hair and they're like nope well I mean when I worked at GameStop I'm a six foot black man so the probability of me getting hitting on at GameStop is very slim to none but when it does I kind of chuckle and I'm like really guys huh. and it would always be the bronies yeah okay wait so this is a good little segue here besides the, the gender shit um you both worked at GameStop, so name some of the big pet because everyone has their pet peeves for customer service for all this, but this is GameStop in general. What are some of the big pet peeves that you had while working at GameStop? Becky, you go first. My biggest pet peeve, and it carries over into any aspects of retail, you take the game off the shelf, you look at it, you're like, oh, this is cool, and then you just put it somewhere like there's there's clearly a hole where the game came out of clearly you're the man who doesn't know where the clitoris is because it's right there put it back or when the little kids will come in and go mommy 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 and just start ripping apart the store and it's the middle of a rush so you can't pick it up until the very end. And then you tell your associates, hey, I need you to organize the wall. And then they say, okay, I'm done. After it was only 30 seconds, so you have to walk over and go, this is wrong spot, wrong spot, wrong spot. And you just flick everything off and say, put it where it belongs. But they don't listen. 
It carries over in every aspect of retail. Customer service in general. It is great. Yes. Wow. This brings back flashbacks, like the weird PTSD thing. I'm just having flashbacks to GameStop. Yes, organizing the wall. Must have been the most, most simplistic of things ever, but the associates can't do it. They cannot do it. Of course, also, when little you know, gamer people come in, they stink and whatnot, and they say they know more than you when it comes about games that are coming out, prices about games that are coming out, and everything in between, and they're telling you how to do your job when it comes to stuff like that, and I literally have to school each and every one of them about video games. And then they get mad, and then once again, they turn their head, they see a young lady behind the counter, and they all flock towards her. And they monopolize the line, not buying anything, talking to the young lady and hitting on her, not really buying anything, because they're trying to impress the young lady with their video game knowledge, which isn't really going to happen. So, yes, I try to have to play, you know, the, uh, the, the football guy moving all these kids and young adults out of the line and telling them to get out of my store if they're not going to buy anything. And, yes, them ravaging the whole store and not putting things back where it belongs. And... This is the grossest GameStop story I have ever had. I have not really heard anybody top it, but I know they can. I had a customer come in. They wanted to treat an Xbox 360 and all these games. I can top it. You open the box and it reeks of cat piss. Everything's sticky. Everything's gross. And I had to look at this customer and go, I can't take this in. Well, well, why not? It's perfectly fine. It works. Because it's got cat piss all over it. It smells like cat piss. It smells like roaches. It smells like cigarettes. I cannot take this. I'll take the games because at least I can clean the cases. If I can't salvage the cases, I can replace them with new one. I cannot take this system. I cannot trade and sell the system. There is no way that my company can refurbish the system. Because it is literally saturated in cat piss. You have not lived until you got a game system out of a box and you see a dozen baby baby cockroaches come out of it and run scampering on, on my counter. And I look at them with a blank face and go, I'm not taking this. And they look at you. Well, why not? It works. Yeah, exactly. And they get mad and go, but, but it works though. No, it has roaches. It's dusty. It's dirty. It smells like who knows what. Please get out of my store. And the customers have the, 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 the gall of them to get upset. And before I bounce it back to you, Becky, hey, how's the granny that's going over there, uh, Ashley? I'm actually super disappointed. I kind of left that a while back. <laughs> and I wanted to look up, like, disturbing facts, disturbing stuff. And all of this is just, like, weak stuff. I'm not, like, a lot of it's just, like, let's see. Like, human eyes don't reflect light at night like animals do. Um How's that disturbing fact, though? So, so that's what I mean. It's like a lot of this stuff is very weak sauce. Like, to be fair, for someone that's not gone to all corners of the internet like myself, um, there are some things I guess some people would put as disturbing, but it's like, I think I... I it's just hard for... It's just really... So this is like a... It's a game, like, where I'm, my birthday last year, I actually made it a game where... You know, if you could find something to disturb me, like there'd be a prize. And honestly, the prize was just gonna be a crisp pie pie, but no one did that. Um, but it's it's truly like I want to see things that will just disturb me. 
because it's it's not the whole of like I enjoy it. It's I like to find out things. I like this to know that wow, these are things that people are into. This is something that can happen. It's more of like the learning side of it. Like holy shit, this is like there's it's just learning side. I don't I don't get like my rocks off to like disturbing stuff that way. It's more of like just like learning about it. Like and be like that's that's it, very interesting. But yeah. So it's it's stuff like that. So when I like some videos that Adrian and I have talked about in the past of videos I have watched on YouTube and I was showing friends like, wow, we didn't know that this is the shit you're into. I'm like, I'm not, I don't get into it for like my alone time. It's just interesting that this is stuff that people are actually into and they make documentaries about it because it just goes how far into a rabbit hole of how deep people's brains are and what brings them satisfaction or what makes them laugh, what makes them sad, what like things have people have been capable to do, like people that do it for money, people that just, it's just basically this whole spectrum stuff. So that's where it goes back to, I mean, like another one, crocodiles can gallop like a horse. Uh, that's more terrifying for me than anything. Out, but hey, alligators cannot, so you're fine. Uh, Florida does have crocodiles, but majority alligators. Uh, um, you don't really know the difference until they're right up on you, though. I can't fathom. Uh, I can't fathom any, anything galloping at me to attack me. So, uh... So, like, I mean, there, it's just, a lot of it's just, like, weak sauce for me. It, I'm so disappointed. I went back to like, organizing my stuff on my phone. And, yeah, let's see. There's a spider that gives you a three-hour-long boner before you die from its bites. The boner it gives you is very painful. Shouldn't you see a doctor about that if it lasts more than four hours? But uh... no, that this is a three-hour-long boner. So oh. you, and by the time it hits four hours, you're dead. It's a murder boner. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Okay. That, so that's what a murder boner is. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this is this is what I already knew. Like female mummies in ancient Egypt were always more decomposed. So I don't have to read this. Like ancient Egypt's, uh, and not just ancient Egypt. Plenty of societies, like back in the olden days, or even now, uh, ancient societies, uh, families would purposely like avoid having like female family members and stuff going to like their. Uh, the, I forgot the names of them. Like I don't want to say mortuary because that's what they weren't called back then. But let's just gonna say mortuary. Yeah, the morgue, the morgue kind of thing. Yeah. So to purposely let them decompose to where they be basically rotted to the point so it would prevent them from being sexually assaulted like because people did that it, it was basically it's enough that people did that that several ancient societies were like okay the man just died we can drop him off like right now the woman we're going to keep her for like a week and then we're going to take her. and so that's very sad that is disturbing but that's something I've, I've been doing for a long time uh, and it's happened to even even nowadays there's bodies that go missing there's people that get arrested for a necrophilia there's there's a case I know I've talked about this before but there's a, and I this is what I how I broke Google because I could not find the article uh, basically I think it was in Texas there's a woman she worked, she was a morgue assistant or something uh, very attractive male that was dead I guess, and she just, and 
you know, um, the, the dead are pretty stiff and some body parts are going to be stiff even as they're dead. And depending on how long you've been dead, there's still stuff that are moving around in your body and you can make things work where they can exit the body. So she did this and she got herself pregnant from a dead guy. And there's this, like this case, I, I don't even know what the end of it was and I, I tried looking it up to find out what was the end point. So clearly she got arrested, but the big huge thing is, is she able to keep the baby? Or does the family of the deceased person have rights to it? And so there's like a big huge thing about it. And I guess I completely forgot about it before I got out to the conclusion. So that's like, so even females do it. It's not just men that sexually assault. Females can do it too. Anyone can do it. Uh, it I mean, you, you see that all the time. That's why we have the word necrophilia, because people do that shit. It's fucking weird. Which makes disgusting. me that is, a, that is a shame. I that's a kink I will shame. Now, see, which makes me wonder. You know, when a kid is born, you know, and he asks about his father and how all that stuff happened, and I mean, I mean, that's therapy for life for the kid. That's definitely therapy. But, like, I, I think that'll be a fact that's hidden for quite some time. But to know is like, yeah, um, that if well, I mean, technically, it's not. It's not a lie because plenty of kids are being told, like, well, your dad died before you were born. So they're not lying about it. Like, now the fact is, like, oh, he was dead when you were conceived. That's probably pushing it, so I'm pretty sure they were just like, yeah, he died before you were born, and that can be very much believable. I'm pretty sure that's how the truth can be told to the kid. Unless he finds it up on the internet records, and he's like, oh, I'm traumatized. <laughs> Aren't we all a little bit traumatized? But that one is interesting, because interesting uh, side story. You know, uh, you know, my father passed before I was born, so that kind of makes me wonder. I don't want to think about that, anyhow. But uh, yeah, that's some pretty disturbing stuff. And so surprisingly, we're born because of that, though. Like that can't be the only case of it. Probably not. I mean, there's some freaks out there, but. That's just, that was just when, and this was probably about like maybe five, six years ago I heard this story. So it's been, so that kid is already in school. He's functioning in society now. He's playing with other people's children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, I mean, would you, would you be more disturbed if you found out, you know, that your, you know, mother shagged a dead guy and you were born? Or would you be more embarrassed to find out if your mother was like on an OnlyFans, you know, porn site? First one, like get that money. Like, I, I, I don't want to know that like I was conceived because like you, you got your rocks off with a dead body. Like, fuck no. But you have, Adrian, you and I will always be at opposite ends of this conversation. We have had this conversation <laughs> plenty of times. We had a whole episode about it a very long time ago. I will never like. OnlyFans, while you don't see the point and it's not something you agree with, that's fine. That is your opinion. For me, it's get that money, girl. Get yes. that money. Yeah, we did have that discussion. Versus old lady titties. Where <laughs> oh, no. And, like, I'm full on, like, let, let's let's say hypothetically my marriage doesn't work out. Like, hopefully it doesn't. Not always. Um, but, or hopefully, like, hopefully it does work out, I should say. I don't but, too much. Yeah. Like, as soon as I get my own place, I'm going to create an account. There's people that are into bodies like mine. I'm a little thick. I'm a little chubby. I got, I got some rolls. And people be into those Texas Roadhouse holes. Yeah, so 
Like, I'll do it. I, that's, I would immediately start trying to make money off of that. I would be doing feet finder. People would be like, I want to buy your panties. I'm sending them to you right now. <laughs> like, I get money. I don't care. No shame. <laughs> well, once again, I mean, we, we, can, we can agree to disagree because, you know, I have my point of view about it versus yours. But obviously, you know, I'm not you. So you, you do what you can to make yourself happy. That's all that matters. If I'm single and you see me, like, rocking a lot of expensive stuff, you're like, well, I know what she's doing. <laughs> as long as if you're not rocking a dead guy, you're good. I can advertise the podcast that way, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Becky. I was going <laughs> to... I can... No, I can be on top like, hey, since you're listening to this, you can go to this account and enter the promotional code for a discount or for a free picture or something, like... Uh, you get a free shout out, you know. You get, you get a free shout out. That's all. Yeah, it, it, exactly. See, look at this. Well, the only thing that's pulling this back is because I'm married, and you know, uh, for obvious reasons, my husband's like, "Hey, don't don't do that thing." And I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> but I can make us. I can make us money. Interesting segue. I, interesting thing how we just came around the bend on that one. But that's that's definitely interesting indeed. Uh, but. Uh, as the show comes to a close, God, we this this definitely sailed sailed by really quickly. Any advice for me before I hop on this plane of death? Is it your first plane ride? No, no, no. And I've had plane rides. You know, they're my whole life. Mainly just two hours, two and a half hours, stuff like that. The longest um, flight I've been on was on a flight to Germany, and that was a twelve-hour flight. I think twelve to sixteen hours um, when I was. Back in 1992. Funny story to that. I think I might have told it before. Um, we were on this humongous plane, of course. And I went up to go use the bathroom. I'm walking down the aisle. And this lady sees me walking towards her. And her purse is on the edge of her seat. And she clutches the purse before I walk by her. And I literally oh, stop. racist. I stop and I look at her. And I'm like, where am I going? I'm like, where would I go? If I take your purse, where would I go? And she didn't say anything to me. She kind of just made some face, and I kept on walking to the bathroom. So that was my perfect Germany story. Germany was tremendous, but the plane ride was definitely nerve-wracking. My friend Patrick kept on singing the R.E.M. song to me at the end of the world as we know it, laughing at me. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely wonderful. Well, I mean, like, I don't think you're on anxiety medication. Like, I am, but I'd say, hey, take some anxiety medication. Um, and another thing is, you know, get some earbuds, headphones, whatever works for you, listen to music, um, read a book, read something that can kind of get you distracted a little bit. Be honest with your boss. Like, if he wants to talk to you, just say, hey, flights absolutely terrify me, and this is the best way it's going to probably help me calm down, like, however you want to do it. Or you can you can bring the conversation. Pretend you're doing a podcast. Well, um, yeah, well yeah, that too. Uh, a good friend of mine gave me some legal um, pills to take to uh, get my mind off of flying so but yes i sh- I'll, I'll i'll be fine i've made amends with everything and i'm pretty ready to, i'm pretty ready to go so yeah oh just, my god yeah just because you're here for me you know i will be you know the casting couch potato podcast moving forward so where can where can people find you dear bex if they want to interact with you and see your stuff rabbit raccoon 95 on twitch or they can send me an email with um, raccoon rabbit 695 at gmail.com 
just let me know that you came from the Out of Context podcast and I might email you back. I might completely forget to check my email. It's a rest for everybody to take. <laughs> and dear Ash Majestics? Well, as he said, you can find me as Ash Majestics. Uh, Instagram, pretty much about it. Uh, here soon, because I do have a new setup for my gaming and whatnot. Uh, I probably in the next month, I am, I know I've been saying this forever, but I actually have a pretty, I've changed rooms. Um, I just have things going on over the next few weekends. So, but I do, I am going to challenge myself to actually learn and look into streaming. And I might just start doing that for fun. Uh, Cause you never know how it can come out, but that's, that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. And uh, there's no other social media I'm plugging right now, but that might change soon as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and of course, you can always find me under walkerac76.podbean.com. Be sure to subscribe, comment, share, because on podbean.com, you can listen to every single episode of this show that was ever made, four years worth. Good Lord Almighty, get to hear my first episode. It is horrendous. And yeah, even I can't listen to it. So a little bit of food for thought. And we're on 21 free different apps out there. Just do a Google search for the Walker AC experience. And of course, unfortunately, Stitcher is no longer carrying any type of podcast. That website has shut down. So once again, you know, check us out on iHeartRadio or Spotify or Pandora. This is our listening audience. We thank you so much for tuning in and giving us a shot. Because once again, without you, there is no us. And before we close this sucker down for the next week or so, Ashley, I hand it over to you. I see that smile eking across your face. So I think we're ready. Oh, I have one that I've been waiting to use for a little bit. What did the atheist beaver say when he arrived in hell? Goddamn. Well, I'll be damned. Ooh. Thank you. See, I get to do it this time. Or do you want to try one more? No, that was it. That's all you got. Damn it. Okay. That's all you got. Uh, I guess that's only what I had ready in my mind for this entire episode, and I'm too lazy to go through my phone to find one. Okay, fair enough. All right, everyone, we'll see you in... I'm sorry, Max, what was that? I didn't say anything. I keep hearing you. Okay. We will see you next time, and uh, I shall return, I hope, in one form or fashion. So good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.